God is faithful. Uh, God is faithful because of who he is. I'm going to be talking about the faithfulness of God. Faithfulness means consistent, um, continuous, steadfast in whatever you are doing. And one thing that we've seen about the characteristics of God is he is faithful. He is faithful. He never stopped blessing. He never stopped protecting. He never stopped fulfilling his promises. He, he never leaves. And the faithfulness of God is not dependent on what you have done, but because of who he is. And because he's also faithful, he expects everyone to also be faithful. But the faithfulness of man is always attached to, if God bless me, I'm going to praise him. If God is good to me, then I'm going to worship him. If God is not, has not answered me, then I'm not going to do what I'm doing again. If God has not been faithful to me, what I've been praying for, he has not done it, then I'm not going to just, I'm just going to stop doing what I'm doing before. Because of what? You think he is not faithful. And because we think he's not faithful, we stop doing what we are doing because of what he has not done. But we praise God, we thank him because of what he has done. If someone says God is good, you begin to look at yourself and say, what has God done for me? What has he done? Has he answered my prayer, the prayer you've been praying for more two months, two years? Has he blessed me? Has he given me the money? Has he given me house? Has he given me my wife? Has he given me the children I'm asking for? Has he done anything for me? You begin to set your life. And because you've not seen anything that God has done, you say, oh, I'm not going to praise him. I'm not going to thank him. I'm not going to go to church again. When they call for prayer, I'm not going to be there. If God don't do what I'm asking for, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to do everything. And if God has not done anything, or he has not done what you are asking, you stop being faithful. But God is expecting us to be faithful to him, despite he, what you've been praying for, he has not done it. And you can look at an example of some people that are faithful, that God answered them uh, and look because of their faithfulness to him. An example of someone that we can look at is in Luke chapter 1, looking like the life of Zechariah. I saw Zechariah as someone that is faithful to serving God. He was not um, praising, praying God, praying to God or praising God or leading the church because of uh, God has blessed me with this, God has blessed me with that. But he is faithful to serving God. And if you can also be faithful to serving God, God will do all that you are asking for in a time that you never expected. If you look at what the Bible says concerning Zechariah, that Zechariah was just serving God in, in worship, was in the mode of worship, serving God, burning incense unto God, and the angels of the Lord came unto him in a time that he was not expecting. And Zechariah chapter 1, I believe Luke chapter 1, uh, if you look at uh, Verse 11 and uh, to 13 says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell, fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is answered. 
and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. He says, your prayer have been answered. Uh, another Bible version says that your prayer has come as a memorial to God, that God would remember. God saw him, that this, my servant, is faithful. Yes, his wife is barren. He did not use the barrenness to stop him from serving God. That is maturity in faith. You know, if you are working in faith, you will be faithful. Faith makes you faithful to God. You will keep loving God. You will keep serving. You will keep giving. You will keep worshiping. You will keep working in the house of God. You will keep on doing whatever you are doing for God. Even if God has not answered you. Even if you have not seen the answers to the prayers that you've been praying for. Even if you cannot mention all those great things that God has done in your life. If you have been praying for something for two years, despite the reproach, despite people asking you what has God done for you, and why are you still worshiping that Lord? Why are you still worshiping that God? You should just leave that God and never worship Him again. But because you know and you understand faithfulness, you will still be faithful to him and you will serve him. You will serve him. God is looking for those that will be faithful to him, that they will not uh, be happy today or be joyful today because of what God has done and tomorrow be sad because what they are praying for, what they are expecting, God has not done it and uh, they will serve God this year and next year they are no more. They are going back. We have many Christians that have not been able to understand uh, the faithfulness of God. And if God has not answered them, he said, when will God answer me? Well, does God really answer prayer again? But they don't understand that God also tests their faithfulness. Look at the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 18. When God saw, I mean, when Abraham saw three men, but he knew that God was among them. And he welcomed them to his house. Uh, the Bible did not make us understand that Abraham welcomed them to his house because, oh, I'm going to ask for my blessing for them. I'm going to ask them to bless me for this. Oh, I know they are going to give me something. He did not welcome them because of all those things. He welcomed them because he loved serving. He loved being hospitable. He loved giving. That was why he welcomed them. He said, come to my house. Come and sit with me. Come and eat. And he was doing all those things. He was trying to prepare the meal just because of who he is. He has been faithful in giving. He has been faithful in serving. The Bible talks about that Abraham will make an altar unto God. Altar of prayer is consistent with Abraham. Abraham is consistent in making altar of prayer, of worship unto God. And after... They are finished eating. They said, by this time next year, your wife will be pregnant. So God answers prayer because of being faithful. And the faithfulness of God will not make you uh, leave God and go back and begin to serve the devil. But if you don't understand that God is always faithful... Despite everything, God will always be faithful. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is because it's faithful. The faithfulness of God was demonstrated in Jesus Christ coming to come and die for man. God is still faithful and he will continue to be faithful. But also he requires you also to be faithful, to be faithful to him in you worshiping, in you serving, in your prayer, 
in your praise, in the office that you are holding, in the things you do for God, is requiring you to be faithful. He says it's required for a, self, a steward to be faithful. It's a requirement for a steward to be found faithful. And every one of us is a steward. Whatever you are doing in the house of God, either in the church or outside the church, whatever you do for his kingdom, you need to be faithful to it. And God is going to reward you for your faithfulness. If you don't stop doing good, you will still be blessed. You will receive it. Sometimes God tests your faithfulness. Joseph never stopped serving God. Joseph never stopped believing God. Joseph never stopped worshiping God. Joseph never stopped preaching about that God, uh, revealing it to the Egyptians. Despite where he is, despite all the problems he was passing through, Joseph kept believing God. Joseph kept being faithful. And God promoted Joseph at a time he never expected because he was found faithful. It's required for a servant, a steward, to be found faithful. I pray that God will bless you today and you also will be found faithful and you will not go back because of what God has not done or because you cannot see the goodness of God despite what you have been praying for. I pray that God will bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come alive to us in the name of Jesus. We receive your word this morning that you are going to speak to our heart this morning, that you are going to bless us through your word. Every word that is going to come is going to bring healing. Every word that is going to come is going to bring deliverance. Every word that is going to come is going to inspire everyone. Every word that is going to come is going to open their eyes to understand you more. Every word that is going to come is going to deliver them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name, I welcome everyone to another Sunday service today. And I believe that the Lord has been good to you. And I pray that you will always have testimony. Throughout this month will be a month of testimony. And what the Lord has started, He will complete it. He will not stop until He completes it. I pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, this morning I will continue and I will be speaking on winning the war in the mind. Winning what? The war in our mind. Winning the war in our mind. We started last week Sunday, but we are going to complete it and we are going to be examining some important areas that how can we win the war in our mind? How can we win the war? Because the war started in our mind. Most of the time the enemy attacks our mind. The battle is in the mind before even you see it outside. The enemy have a strategy of attacking people's mind. And then we are going to be examining that this morning. And I pray that the Lord is going to bless you as you uh, listen and you have your Bible there. Let's also open the Bible together. I want you to understand that uh, we talked about thoughts last week. There are different kind of thoughts that we have that we do. We should do a thought audit. Uh, you should audit your thoughts, whether it's good thoughts you are having, whether it's uh, worldly or it's eternal thoughts, whether it's negative or it's positive, uh, which kind of thought are you having? But I want you to understand that thought form image. Thoughts forms image. When there is a thought that comes to your mind, it brings an image to your mind. When you have a thought of something, you will begin to have an image of that thing. And image give birth 
to reality. What kind of thought are you having? The kind of thoughts you are having will begin to form an image in your mind. And the image will become a reality in your life. You know, everything that God did, he first of all started with the thought. The Bible says, God said, let us create man. He, has never, he did not actually create man immediately, but he said in his mind, he said, let us create man. God had a thought that I want to create man in my own image. And he was saying it out. He has an image of how man is going to look like. So the thoughts of God became an image in his mind. And also the image that God have also became something that became a reality. We have man. And you understand that we are all created in the image of God. If you know that you are created in the image of God, you have the ability to think too. And your thinking forms image in your mind. And that kind of image that you are having, you will see it coming to pass in your life. Many of us have thought of something good. Uh, and before you know it, you are seeing it coming to pass. You are even acting according to the thought. And I want you to understand that there are two kinds of thoughts that you can have. And these are the kind of thoughts that goes through your mind every day. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> your mind is going through different kinds of thoughts. The two kinds of thoughts that you can have and you can examine it by your conscience and by the word of God is either is evil thoughts or is good thoughts. You can either be having a evil thoughts in your mind and the devil can be strategically planting evil thoughts in your mind. And that evil thought, when you begin to think about it, it can become an image and a reality in your mind. Yes, you might not have seen it come to pass in your life, but because of that evil thought that you are having already has become a reality in your mind. You are already enslaved by that evil thought. The enemy knows how to do that. You know, some of you can be thinking of, oh, maybe I'm going to be poor. Maybe I'm going to be sick. You are having that thought of sickness. It started with a thought of sickness and before you know it, your body is going through the form of becoming sick. You can be having the thought that maybe I'm going to fail and you are beginning to see failure. You can be having the thought that maybe I'm not going to succeed. You are beginning to see it. You can be having an inferior thought. Inferiority complex can become an image in your mind. So you can be having evil thoughts and also you can be having great thoughts, good thoughts. Things that you have never done. Things that has never been actualized. Things that you watch or you see, but you have that thought in your mind that this is possible. I can do it. Those are great thoughts. Those are good thoughts. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, it says, I know the thoughts I have for you. So God is also thinking. is a thought of good and not of bad. To give you a future and a hope. There is a future in the thought of God and there is hope in the thought of God. But the thought of God is good. He said, I know the thought I have for you. So you begin to examine yourself. Do you have a good thought for yourself? Which kind of thought do you go through every day? What are the thoughts that come to your mind? When you wake up from bed, what are the thoughts that come to your mind? When you are walking on the street, what are the kind of thoughts that you are having? As you are moving around or you are doing something, what are the kind of thoughts you are having? You know, you can be doing great things, but you, be, you don't believe in yourself that you can do it. You have that thought that, no, I cannot do it. I'm not good at this. 
I can never be great. I can never be better. Oh, someone else can do it better than me. Oh, you are beginning to look down on yourself because the enemy wants you to have that kind of thought. And when that thought crippled or take over your mind, you begin to act alongside with the thought. So our thoughts are powerful. And the thought of us, the thought that you are having can become a stronghold. That is what? A stronghold that controls you. The thought is beginning to become a reality in your life and is controlling you. It has become a stronghold. It holds you. It can be either good or it can be either evil. I want to give us an example of people uh, that also their thoughts control them. I mentioned about uh, uh, last week I was talking about Samson. That Samson did not watch his own life, the kind of thought he was having. And he allowed the enemy to go into his mind. And Samson was not defeated physically first. Samson was defeated in the mind first. The enemy attacked Samson in the mind. They used Delilah to attack Samson in the mind. Delilah was working on Samson's mind. Constantly working on Samson's mind. Let's look at David and Goliath, for example. How was David thinking about Goliath? And what is the thought of Goliath towards David? You know, David has a thought about who Goliath is. Goliath also has a thought about who David is. Goliath saw David as a lad. This young boy, how can you come with me with a, a sling and a stone? A stone? And Gol David is already thinking about who Goliath is. The children of Israel were thinking Goliath is a giant. He's fearful. Nobody can defeat him. But David was thinking that Goliath is an uncircumcised Philistine. I'm going to feed your head. I'm going to cut off your head. And I'm going to feed your head with the best of the air. Look at the kind of thought that David is having. Goliath is having a different thought for David. David is having a different thought for Goliath. And the thought of David was based on the word of God. You know, most of the time, the thought that you have must be based on the word of God. The devil doesn't want us to have that base. He wants us to think as a word thing. Think concerning your surroundings. Look around you. Look at your family. Look at your friends. Uh, who has done this before? Has this thing been possible? Look at everything that is going on in the whole world. That is the thought that the devil wants us to have. He wants you to look at your surroundings, look at your pocket, look at everything. The devil doesn't want you to have a thought on how the word of God sees you. Or what is God thinking about you. David defeated Goliath because of how he think about Goliath. David defeated Goliath because of how what? How he sees Goliath. The thought of how Goliath is from an image in David's mind and the image of what David saw became a reality to David. You saw Goliath was destroyed, cut off. Before he began to uh, before he start, he killed Goliath, he thought about it. That this is how Goliath is going to end. This is the ending of Goliath. That what? I'm going to cut off the head of Goliath. And we saw it at the end of the day. The thought of killing Goliath by cutting it off was done. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7. It says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. It's not that as God thinks concerning a man. The thought of God concerning a man is real. is already finished. But now, as we are, as we are thinking in our minds, so we are. So, <laughs> I was looking at this uh, yesterday. I said, 
A slave will give birth to a slave. A king gives birth to king. But how will a slave change his mind if he's born from a slave? He has to change his thinking. Definitely he's born from a slave. And he's already thinking that I'm a slave's son or I'm a slave daughter. But if he doesn't change his mind and think, and is beginning to think like a king, he's going to act like a slave. So also, a king's son, a king that is born from a king, if he's not thinking as a king, he's going to act like a slave. He will not be thinking as a king. So also, when we look at how a man thinks, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. As he is thinking, that thought form an image in his mind. Look at the children of Israelites when they were about to cross the Red Sea. The thoughts of death conditioned them to begin to speak about death. The thought of how can we cross this river? You see the uh, the uh, Israelites, I mean the Egyptian, coming behind them, and they saw the Red Sea that this is a point of perish. This is a point of death. There is no way out in this. But the thought that they are having has already crippled them that they saw themselves being perished in Red Sea. But Moses saw beyond the Red Sea. God gave Moses the sight to see beyond the Red Sea. If you can see beyond where you are, you'll be able to cross that obstacle that is in front of you. But if you cannot see beyond where you are, you will die there or stay there. So our thoughts are very powerful. Our thoughts are very powerful. So how do we win? First, we have to train our mind. I look at it. There are two kinds of people in the whole world. Those that have trained their mind or trained their thoughts. And those that have never trained their thoughts. Those that only work with what is happening. Or both those that have been able to train their mind based on the knowledge that they have. The knowledge that you are acquiring, train your mind and make you behave and talk the way you see things. We have to train our mind. And how do we train our mind? I want you to understand that most of the time we think we only feed our body. But we don't understand that we also feed our mind. There is nobody that is not feeding his mind every day. Our mind becomes, becomes hungry every day. And it needs to be fed. But you don't know that you are actually feeding your mind. There is nobody's mind that is empty. Even when you are sleeping, your mind is working. We talk about the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is always working. It means that our mind is being fed every day. Every day you are feeding your mind. You can be thinking you are feeding your mind. Thought is coming into your mind. Thought is coming into your mind. Likewise, you feed your body. Even if you are starving your body, you cannot starve your mind. It's not possible for anybody to starve their mind. Something must be going on in our mind. So if something is going on in our mind, that brings us to the need to always examine what we are thinking about. And that brings us to always clean our mind. So our mind needs to be clean. It's like, for example, when your laptop is working or your phone is working for a long time, you have to rest your phone. Sometimes you can uh, put off your laptops just to rest it. 
or you clean your laptop. You can see all the relevant things on your laptop, on your phone. You cleanse it up. Just like that too. We have to constantly what? Clean our mind. We have to constantly, because thoughts are going on in our mind, it can either be evil, it can either be good. And you have to constantly know how to clean your mind. And how do you clean your mind? There are principles in which we can win the battle in our mind. First, feed your mind with the word of God. I talked about it that those that win the war are those that have been able to train their mind. Those that know how to train their mind, they will win the war. So you have to constantly what? Feed your mind with the word of God. And look at whatever you are feeding your mind with. is either junks or good things. Sometimes we spend more time on social media. But what are we feeding our mind with? Examine it. Is it quality things? Is it great things? Is it things that will inspire you? Is it things that will make you realize how much potential you have in yourself? How much God wants to do for you? Or are those just things that are like comedy, funny, uh, nothing good you are feeding your mind with? And those are conditioning our mind, forming the image in our mind, propagating and developing ourselves to be formed to the condition of our mind. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, God was telling Joshua, he said, this is how you are going to make it in life. This is how you are going to become great. This is how you are going to win uh, the war. He said, this book of law shall not depart out of your mouth. He says, thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that thou will make thy way prosperous and have good success. He said, this book of law, you must condition your mind to put the word of God in your mind if you want to be successful. If you want to win the war in your mind, you have to condition your mind to put the word of God in your mind. He said, meditate on it day and night. This book of law shall not depart out of your mouth, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Whatever is in my mind is what my mouth is going to speak. So God is telling Joshua, let me tell you, the principle of success is what? Put the word of God in your mind. Let what you are thinking about be my word. Let my word be your standard. Look at what Hebrew chapter 4 verse 12 says. Hebrew chapter 4, if you have your Bible there, let's look at Hebrew chapter 4 and we look at verse 12 says... For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than two-edged sword. The Bible says, piercing evil to the dividing asunder of soul, spirit, joint, and marrow, and is the designer of thought and the intents of the heart. The Bible says what? The word of God is quick. There is nothing as quick in doing justice and winning the war than the word of God. So if the word of God is quick, no matter what is going on in your mind, the word of God can quench whatever is going on in your mind that you are fighting against. He said the word of God is quick and powerful. What is quick and powerful is the word of God. So if you put your word, the word of God in your mind, is what the word is going to do what? It's going to discern your thoughts. It's a discerner of thoughts. Is the one that is going to make your mind settled on the word of God. It's going to solve your problem. A, and also the intents of your heart. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to take this action? Why am I thinking about this? Is this good for me? 
Is this wrong for me? What is it that God has said for me? What is it that God is about to do? What are the promises of God for me? The word of God is going to bring that to you. The second way of winning the war in our mind is what? Think or meditate on the word of God. We don't understand uh, what meditation can do. Meditation is powerful. Sometimes some people have a way of meditating. Maybe on the road, they are walking and they are meditating. They are thinking, they are thinking. But meditation brings you to realization of what is good for you. But what do you meditate on? It's very important for you to meditate on the word of God. Find a way or a time that you sit down and you begin to think about the word of God. And you begin to think about that Bible verse that you were reading. Or you begin to examine that thought that God gave to you. So sometimes uh, God speaks by just giving one word to me, for example. It can be a word, can be in a song. But when I begin to think about it, when I begin to meditate about it, I can write a note of two pages. You can see that there are a lot of things that will flow into your mind because you are thinking about what God is saying to you. So if you want to win the war and you want to destroy those evil thoughts that the enemy is bringing against you because they are going to come, there is nobody on earth that is not going to be attacked by thoughts, by words of the devil. There is nobody on earth that is not going to fight in his mind. But how do you win is to meditate on the word of God. Another way to win is the armor that God has given unto us. He said, talks about the seed of faith. You know, Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 6, let's look at it. Let's look at what Ephesians chapter 6 was saying. The shield of faith is very powerful. There is nobody that is going to a war that will not have a shield with them. And the function of a shield is to be able to quench, to be able to fight, to defend themselves. So that all those arrows that the enemy is throwing will not hit you. The Bible talks about in Ephesians chapter 6, if you look at verse 12, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He already made it under, clear to us that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are fighting against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If you look at what verse 14 was saying, he said, standing therefore, having your lungs guard with truth, your lungs guarded with truth, and having on the breastplate to protect your heart of righteousness. But I want you to go further to what the Bible is saying in verse 16. It says, above all, if you have done all these things, it says there is something you need to be able to defend yourself of all these evil thoughts. It says, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery doubt of the enemy, all the arrows that the enemy are shooting against you. You know, before the enemy will strike, they will first of all shoot an arrow. The arrow that they may shoot against you can be evil thoughts or fearful things. They can be evil thoughts or fearful things. Fearful things are just coming into your mind. And when you allow that thought in your mind to take over your mind, it becomes an image and it will develop itself to take over your body. And now you become fearful. And now when they have shot the arrows of doubt or fear into your mind of those evil thoughts, they cannot strike with other things. So the Bible is saying that what? Faith. You cannot do without faith. Faith will defend you. It's a shield for you. It's a shield for all those evil thoughts that the enemy is shooting against you. And the last thing I want to talk about, if you look at that in Vision chapter 6, 
verse 18 says that what? Praying always. Prayer. Prayer. When those thoughts are coming, you know how the enemy is always attacking you. You know how the enemy has been attacking you with different kind of things. You know when that evil thought comes to your mind, it brings a memory or evil memory or evil ideas to your mind. And before you begin to act on that evil ideas, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you just say, Jesus, I deliver myself from these evil thoughts. I quench this evil thought. I destroy this evil thought. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, if you read it, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying always. We talk about feed your mind, which is very important. Feed your mind. Read books. Second, think or meditate on the Word of God. The third one that I talked about is what? The sheet of faith. The sheet of faith. And the last one I'm talking about is what? Prayer. We don't know how powerful prayer is. You know, this week I noticed something. Maybe many of you have noticed it too. I've seen that sometimes we want to replace uh, prayer with books. I read books. I don't pray. Or you pray more. Or you read. You don't even read at all. But I've seen that it's very important to be balanced. There is a need for us to be balanced. That is, you know how to pray and also feed your mind with the word of God. The word of God quenches things and also prayer empowers you to be able to take control of things that you cannot take control. Prayer is communication with God. So there must be a balance for you to be a winner in this life. For you to be able to win the battle in your mind, there must be balance. Balance in the word of God and balance in prayer. And the next thing I want to talk about is, I talked about that it's necessary for us to renew our mind. But I've seen that sometimes we don't take uh, our mind as very important. And I'm beginning to look at it that. The health of our mind is very important. We take organisms, we, we, we consider the health of our body, but we don't consider the health of our mind. And I've seen that many people are going through uh, battles, struggle in their mind. Many are depressed. Many are thinking of suicide. Many are thinking of death. Many are facing anxiety. Many are, are, are always worried. Because of there is no health in their mind. Their mind is not healthy. It's very important to be healthy in the body and also to be healthy in the mind. Let me, tell you, let me give you what uh, John, the revelation of John in First uh, John chapter B, 3 John chapter 1 verse 3 was saying. So I want you to begin to take good organisms in looking at the health of your mind. Don't only look at how healthy your body is, but our mind takes control of everything we do. Our mind health is very important. It's as important as your body. Let's look at what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 2. says, Beloved, I beseech you above all things that thou prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospereth. There are three areas of prosperity that is talking about here. You prosper in your business. But also it's talking about good health in your body. Also it's talking about prosperity in your soul. The prosperity in your soul is talking about prosperity in your mind. 
So there is a need for us to prosper physically, you are prosperous in everything you are doing, but also there is a need for you to prosper in your health. Your body must be sound. You must be in good health before you can do anything. If you are sick, will you be able to walk out and do whatever you want to do? So you need your health to be healed, to be healthy. And also, your prosperity of your mind is also as important as your body. But sometimes we don't take the prosperity of our soul as important. That your mind is healthy. Your mind is healthy. You know, if someone is depressed... If someone is not right in the mind, if you are always having those evil thoughts goes and come and come and come in your mind, you will never be able to progress in life. Those evil thoughts, if your mind is not healthy, you will not be able to do great things. Yes, you might be talented. Yes, you might have all the resources because of what you are facing in the mind is bigger than what you can face in the body. So the battle in the mind is controlling everything in your, in your life. And the things that goes on in the mind control every areas of life. Just imagine you are, you are happy in your mind. You begin to see yourself dance. Your body is happy. The Bible says a merry heart. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, talking about a, a happy person, a merry heart. How do you become merry? How do you become happy? In your mind. But there is a need for us in finishing, as I'm concluding now, there's a need for us to find a way in renewing our mind. And I want us to look at what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12. Uh, verse 2 before we pray we are going to be praying concerning uh, the topic we have been treating today if you look at uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it says before we read Romans chapter 12 verse 2 let's read from verse 1 it says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice only acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service look at verse 2 it says be not conformed to this word but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Paul is talking about the mind. It's not even, he first of all talk about their body. Present your body as a living sacrifice. Make your body holy. Make your body acceptable to God. But also, your mind is as important as your body. He said, be not conformed to this world. The world wants us to conform to everything around us. He said, be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Transformation to the mind of Christ. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. By renewing your mind. By renewing your mind means what? Learning the good things according to the will of God. Knowing the will of God concerning you. There are so many thoughts that we've been taught. There are so many things that we've learned when we were young that are contrary to the will of God, that are contrary to the purpose of God, that are contrary to the plan of God. But now as a new believer, there is a need for you to renew your mind, to remove some thoughts out of you and exchange it with the good thought of what God thinks about you. I love what uh, Lamentation chapter 3 verse 37 was talking about. He said, who is he that speaketh when the Lord has not spoken? Who is he that is speaking to you? What are those thoughts that you are having? What are those words that are coming to you? When it's not the will of God for you? Who is he that is talking to you? What are those things that you are hearing constantly? 
What are those thoughts that the enemy is bringing to you constantly? In the morning, he's bringing the thoughts. In the evening, you just find out that you are, this thought is coming to you. Who is he that is speaking? You should know that this is not the voice of God. This is not the voice of God from you. This is not what God is saying because it's an enemy that is sowing an evil thought. That is sowing an evil seed in you. And if you allow that thought in your heart, it's going to destroy you. The plan of the enemy is to conquer everyone, is to destroy us. The plan of the enemy by attacking us with different kind of ways is to be able to destroy us. So the enemy can attack you in your mind. They can attack you physically. If they cannot conquer you physically in everything you do, they will start attacking your mind. They will start bringing those evil thoughts. They will start bringing those evil dreams. They will start bringing those evil visions. They will start bringing those evil ideas. And when those evil ideas are coming, it becomes a stronghold in our mind. And before you know it, it conquers your mind and you are destroyed already. I pray that we never be destroyed. But the Bible says that we should do this. And we are going to be praying with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 five. The Bible says we should do this because God knows that the enemy is going to attack through our mind and we have to know how to destroy those evil thoughts that might come to you that is contrary to what God planned for you. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 and 4 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, pulling down strong oaths. Look at verse 3. It says, casting down imagination and everything that exalted is set against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. It says, casting down images. Casting down images in your mind. Casting down those imagination, those thoughts that have formed an image in your mind. I talk about it, that thought form image. And image continue to become a reality. It comes first with a thought in our mind, thoughts and words. It comes with a thought and the image is already formed. And you are speaking your thoughts out. And then you are seeing the reality of what you are speaking, of what you have seen. But the Bible says, how do we fight these thoughts? It says we should cast those image, images down. We should cast everything that exalted against the knowledge of God. You see? The Bible is saying that all these thoughts that are coming against you, they are coming against, they are against the knowledge of God that you already have. He said, we should bring into captivity every thought. Do you know how to capture things? You capture it. You don't allow it to roam about in our mind. Sometimes we give room for those thoughts. You allow the thought might be taking one hour. You are just thinking about evil thoughts. You might be thinking about evil thoughts for the next one hour. What you are supposed to have done is to capture those thoughts. And say, no, this is not for me. I cancel this thought in the name of Jesus. Sometimes the devil will just bring an evil thought. Or maybe suicide. Sometimes. I remember one time that I was passing through uh, a river along, uh, I've forgotten the area in Tbilisi. And I was passing through that river. And that thought was coming. It was so strong. He said, jump into the river. <laughs> the thought came first. You know, you are not even thinking about those kind of things. And the thought came again. He said, jump into the river. He said, jump into the river. <laughs> I'm looking at it. What is, what is this kind of thought that is coming to my mind? I had to say, no, no, no. I reject that thought in the name of Jesus. 
They jump into the river. Jump into the river. I'm like, how can I jump into the river? But you know that the enemy is trying to bring a thought, a strange thought into my mind. And if the thoughts can be planted in my mind, I will just see myself just jump into the river. And that's, they will say, I committed suicide. But they don't know that the enemy attacked that man with the thought. And that thought took over that man's mind. And the man does not know how to capture those evil thoughts before the thought becomes an image. And he doesn't know how to capture the image and destroy the images that are already formed before it becomes a reality. And now the man is executing the thought. And they are saying, I just heard. Who is speaking to you? Who is bringing those thoughts? Who is the one that is speaking to you? That is not the thought of God. That is the thought of the enemy. And if you are exhibiting or you are seeing those evil thoughts come into your mind, what you need to do is to rebuke it. I say, I rebuke this thought in the name of you. Many times, the enemy will come. Ah, uh, you are going to do this one. Ah, uh, you are going to be sick. Oh, this one is going to happen. Oh, it's going to fail. You are not going to succeed. Those kind of many, many evil thoughts that the enemy brings. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. And I want you to pray very hard. And I know that God is going to deliver you from those thoughts. I want you to pray this prayer first. Lord, heal my mind. There is a healing that needs to take place in our mind. Some things, evil things, some sickness, some sick words has been deposited in our mind. And we are going to pray, Lord, heal my mind. Bring healing into my mind today. Heal my mind. Let's begin to pray. I declare in the name of Jesus that you begin to heal our mind. Bring healing into our mind right now. Lord, let healing begin to take place in our mind. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that you begin to heal everyone's mind right now. That you will heal their mind in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing in our mind right now. That you will heal our mind from everything that have destroyed our mind. You will heal us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, destroy every strange thought. You can know those thoughts that have been coming to you. You can mention it as you are praying. Lord, destroy these thoughts. Destroy every strange thoughts. Every strange thought that the enemy has been using to attack my life. Lord, destroy it today in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we destroy every evil thoughts that the enemy has been bringing to us. Lord, we command those thoughts to be destroyed right now. In the name of Jesus, every thought we destroy towards that the enemy is bringing towards us is being destroyed right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, deliver my mind from those strong old thoughts. Those strong old. Those thoughts that become a strong old. I want you to pray, Lord, deliver my mind from those strong old thoughts. From those thoughts that have become a strong old controlling my life. Lord, deliver me. Let's begin to pray. Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus that you are going to deliver our mind from those strong old thoughts today. You are going to deliver us from every or those thoughts, those thoughts that have become strong old. You are going to deliver everyone today from those strong old thoughts that is controlling their life. You are going to deliver them today. I pray for every one of us. We are delivered from those strong old thoughts. We are free in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
I want you to pray. Evil seed of darkness in my mind, Lord, I destroy with fire. Evil seed of darkness. Thoughts are seeds. They can germinate and become real. I want you to pray, Lord, evil seed of darkness in my mind. Lord, I destroy it with fire today. I destroy those evil seeds today. Every evil seed of darkness in my mind. Lord, I destroy it today. Let's begin to pray. Lord, we destroy every evil seed today. Every evil seed of darkness that the enemy has sold into our mind, that has been sold into our life. Lord, we destroy it today in the name of Jesus. Every evil seed has been destroyed. We command those evil seed to be destroyed. We command those evil seed of darkness that have been deposited in our life, that is germinating and controlling our life, that has taken control of our life. We Declare those evil seed that destroyed in the name of Jesus. We declare those evil seed that destroyed right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. And the final prayer that we are going to be praying about is every thought that the enemy are thinking towards me, back to the sender in the name of Jesus. You might not be having thoughts against yourself that are evil, but the enemy are thinking evil thoughts against you. And those evil thoughts, they are going to execute it. It started with a thought before it becomes an image. It becomes, it becomes a reality in someone's life. An enemy also have a thought. They are thinking evil thoughts. As God is thinking good thoughts, the enemy are also thinking evil thoughts. But I want us to pray right now. Every evil thought that the enemy are thinking towards me, I say back to the sender in the name of Jesus. Every evil thought that they are thinking towards my work, I say back to the sender in the name of Jesus. Every evil thought that they are thinking towards my family, I say back to the sender in the name of Jesus. Every evil thought that they are thinking towards you and your destiny, I say back to the sender in the name of of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. Lord, we declare today in the name of Jesus. Every evil thought that the enemy are thinking towards us, we declare Lord back to the sender in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. We reject that thought in the name of Jesus. We destroy that thought in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus. Every evil thought against every member of Zion City. Lord, I declare back to the sender in the name of Jesus. The thought to destroy us. They thought to attack with sickness. They thought to make us poor. They thought for ne us never to make it. Never to be successful. Never to prosper. Every evil thought of the enemy. Lord, I say back to the sender in the name of Jesus. We destroy those thoughts in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. I want you to pray, Lord, give me good thoughts. Let my mind begin to think good things. Maybe you are finding your mind thinking evil things all the time. It's just negative things. Negative, negative, negative is always coming. Because I was a man I met. Everything that he talks about in his mind, mouth is negative. There is nothing positive in his mind. There is nothing positive. Or I want you to pray, Lord, I want you to give me good thoughts. Lord, let my mind begin to think good thoughts. Let my mind begin to think good thoughts. Let good thoughts begin to come into my mind. Great thoughts. Let my mind begin to think about it. And let me believe that this is possible. Let's begin to pray. Lord, I declare that my mind begin to think good things. In the name of Jesus. My mind begin to be filled with good things. Good thoughts begin to come into my mind. Our mind begin to think good things. I declare in the name of Jesus. 
great thoughts are coming into our mind and we begin to believe it that this is possible. We begin to believe it that it's possible. Our mind begin to think good things in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. I want you to begin to thank God for what God has done because he has delivered you. He has healed you. He has liberated you from those evil thoughts. And from today onward, you are already free. Let's begin to thank God for what God has done. Lord, exalt your name for what you have done today.